Hello, everybody, and welcome to In My Opinion, the Good Fight Podcast. Uh, this one covering season two, episode two, day 415. I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and today I'm joined by Molly Scullion. Hello. Ian Cobb. Hello. And Jack O'Keefe. Hello. Hello. Thank you all for being here. Uh, I say this um, every time we're about to um, do this part, but let's begin uh, with the first impression. Uh, I think uh, a really strong two to the one-two punch that kicks off this season. I, I think something that this episode really solidifies is that while there are times where, you know, my my interest in the pop plot, you know, varies from plot to plot and wanes, you know, depending on what's getting a lot of focus, the texture of this show is just perfect. The way this show does little moments and like the tiniest reveals is unmatched in everything else. Uh, I feel like, you know, it's easier to talk about the story than stuff like that. Uh, but I'll, I'll get more to those moments later, but just a, 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 at a, a episode of the show. <laughs> uh, and the hand gestures uh, to go along with it. Uh, mm-hmm. Molly Scullion, how do you feel? Oh, I love this episode uh, a lot. Um, I think after watching season one, first time around, I was like, okay, okay. I'm on, I'm on board. There's some fun things here, but I remember watching this episode for the first time and was brought right back to it. Um, well, I was, this is the moment where I was like, oh, okay, that this is, this is made, this has got legs. This is, this is in it for the long haul. Um, because I, I think that the, the shutting down of the, the Rendell case is very interesting to me. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're two episodes into this season and now all of a sudden this is seemingly, case closed yeah. so yeah. i i love it mm-hmm. yeah. the wrapping uh, up of that and the ramping up of audra's uh-huh. presence is just oh yeah. so good yeah. uh i agree with all that uh keen right before this you were saying that this may be the episode you were most excited to talk about so i apologize for making you go uh third here what do you got no, I, no, I meant to say this is the one of the most excited um, times I've been to talk about these episodes. Like, because uh, like I said, I feel like I'm like kind of what Molly said earlier. Like, I'm I'm in. Like, I mean, obviously, I was in from like the first season, but like to know the characters, like, because I, I took a break a little bit from between season one and season two, and um, probably like a week or so, and then uh, watched season one or episode one, season two last night. And then watch season two, ugh, episode two this morning. Uh, so I'm jam packed, full of uh, <laughs> full of a good fight right now. Um, and uh, one thing I wanted to say real quick about like episode one, just get it out of the way. Uh, one, I love the the use of the um, of the funeral. That's a way to get a lot of different people in the same place. So that was cool. Two. I really saw what uh, Jack mentioned a few episodes ago about like how if they're not feeling something, they'll drop it. Because when I seen <laughs> when I seen um, I can't remember Julius, when I seen him just sitting there, I'm like, was this before or after he left? <laughs> and then he just literally said, hey, don't leave because I did and I'm back. I'm like, cool. They just like here. This will happen. <laughs> We're right back to it. I'm like, 
all right, cool. I, I, I want to think that there was somewhere in between where there was like that Seinfeld episode where George blows up at his boss and then they have the conversation with Jerry's like, what if you just show up? <laughs> you go back. <laughs> what, what's the worst that can happen? Um, just tell me we're blowing off steam. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. Uh, uh, so, and, and this episode? Uh, this episode, uh, fantastic. I think um, it took, what, nine? No, uh, yeah, nine or 12 episodes, but I'm finally becoming a fan of Maya. Who knew <laughs> her doing a silent treatment would, would just weigh so heavy? Like uh, in the first episode and in this episode. And um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm really excited. She finally like bossed up and bossed up another level. And I really, uh, I love seeing uh, the mom. I forgot her, her, her actual name. I know T only calls her by her, by her really name. Bernadette Peter, Bernadette Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, how she just was like, what? No, I didn't say that. We were talking about pizza going on, going on, <laughs> going on trips. I never mentioned jail. Like we were so talking great. about vacation. <laughs> That's what we were doing. We don't know what you're talking about. Oh man, That's so nice. good. But yeah, I'm ready to talk about this episode. Yeah, uh, all great thoughts from all three of you, and I agree with all of them. Um, not too much to add. That's that's different. I, I agree with the, the way that the, the pacing of the episode, the way that the little, you know, the small payoffs, how quickly things ended. Like, and I think in the last episode we did, we were talking about the uh, well, the trials coming soon, <laughs> and it was like next episode, and it's pretty much wrapped up. Um, so yeah, the way that they move, and I didn't look at the screen caps of the previews that they have for upcoming episodes. But what I did notice was that every episode is seemingly a number number title, uh, day, mm-hmm. this, that, and the other thing. Um, I didn't look too far ahead uh, at the at the numbers, but it seems like they're at least covering one week of of time. I don't know if every episode just yet is one week of time, or if they're uh, so. What it is uh, with this uh, episode or this season. Uh, they introduce like a naming convention thing they do. They did it in The Good Wife, where if you notice while watching that, like every first season episode had one word, season two had two, three, three, four, four, and then it went back down to the last season. They kind of dropped that for the first season, and then they come back big in this season, uh, where every episode is named after what day of the Trump presidency uh, it aired on. Uh, And then it switches it up and does a different naming convention in season three, same thing, switches it up again for season four. It's the Trump presidency. Got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know exactly what it, what it was, but I didn't look too too deep into it. But that makes perfect sense. Uh, and again, just goes to show how much they are embracing slash disdaining <laughs> everything mm-hmm. about this particular administration. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Jack. Um, all right. So let's just start off uh, open discussion about the lawyers, all the lawyers getting shot up. Another one. Uh, there was Dan Oxenbold uh, from Oxenbold and Jensen was uh, was murdered by someone that he represented, filed for bankruptcy, and he lost a hearing on a patent dispute. Um, you, we see that uh, Diane is like, she's got that gun right in, in her, her top drawer. Um, and you also have Liz that's going to use that as an opportunity. Like, yeah, okay, let's do a moment of silence, but also let's start getting loud about getting other clients of theirs. Uh, so what are your general thoughts on that, that whole thread? Uh, I think this was a great introduction to Liz. Uh, while we got 
to sort of like know her as like a symbol and like something that people project onto in the first episode of the season. We've learned a lot of other people's opinions of her. This episode and that moment in particular was a really great moment for us to sort of be like, okay, this is who Liz Reddick is. You know, she's crafty, but not conniving, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah, and I, I spoke on it last week, how I feel like the mass death of lawyers and the mass violent death of lawyers is a really effective storytelling device to sort of bring the violent reality of the world they're living in that is mostly happening to people that they are disconnected from and just dropping it right in their law firm. You know, it's fictitious, obviously, but it is, I think, as a storytelling device, very effective. At first, I thought it was like a, um, a bit in the first episode when like uh, he was like, well, well which, which funeral are you going to? Well, I'm going to this one. Oh, he died? Well, what happened? So... I thought it was like a like a bit they were trying to do, but when they cut to the um, uh, the first person, the one in the hit and run, when they showed him and like him yelling like "kill all the lawyers," I'm like, "Oh, okay, this is this is going to be a season long thing." And I was like, "All right, cool." And the fact that it keep it continues, so I think that it's. Uh, I hope it doesn't affect anyone that I really really like or even like even a little <laughs> bit but I think it will be a really strong choice if it does so I'm very much looking forward to seeing how that how that pans out as far as like open openly or the whole episode again I really think Maya man like the person the, the actress I really like but damn it the character I'm still struggling like I want to because mm-hmm. like I thought there was there were moments in the first season where like all right cool she's 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 there. I'm like, nope, she she's not. So the fact that like, oh, and they did this one thing, which I'm not sure if it was a move or not. But when she was trying to remember the um, tennis coach, it's almost like she put herself there. Like it was very weird. Where like, she, it won her was like looking into like the room. And by the way, her dad back then was kind of cut. Like I don't know if that was supposed to be him <laughs> or not, but like he had like, six pack. <laughs> um. But then, then, like, she, like, kind of walked into the frame, and I'm like, all right, it's too early for me to, like, be thinking I'm seeing shit. So I'm not sure what that was, but um, I did kind of like them trying different things. Yeah, I, I don't, I think it's, I agree with Jack that I think it's just a very powerful way to bring that into, into the firm and, um, a great way to be like, okay, Liz, Liz didn't come to play. Uh, mm-hmm. right at the top of the episode mm-hmm. uh, which i think is, is is a really fun way to do it and i'm starting the good wife and good fight the good verse loves semantics and all that fun with like the, well i can't say mm-hmm. i can gesture and <laughs> i can scribble oh. on the chest table yeah like yeah uh, that moment where she writes y-o-u in the table is just a like all time like if we're talking top like 25 <laughs> great good verse moments yeah. i think i think it's up there in so good in her first uh scene where they're having that moment of silence uh there is when when she talks about like okay well why aren't we going after them if they're going to need a new lawyer uh, she talks about uh, Swoboda uh, being a lucrative client, but she can't give info due to her prior role as AUSA, which is also why she can't give info to Diane. So she seemed willing to do a little bit more for Diane, um, although she, she, they asked her some questions and then she was just like, mm-hmm. she, she gave a little, but mm-hmm. she seemed a little more open to helping 
helping with Maya's case. Mm-hmm. Anybody else feel that? Or you felt that she was just pretty much equal with that? No, I mean, she definitely was presenting, you know, a favorable bias towards her new firm, but I don't have any reason to suspect that that I was out of any, like, sudden kinship for Maya or anything. No. Yeah, like I definitely believe her when her and Diane are out and she's like, I want to, I want to fuck him over. Like, (laughs) like, I think that's what she's doing. She's like, I can just totally throw them off and also look like the good guy. Yeah, she definitely has uh, arrived with an axe to grind. Mm -hmm. Um, She's got a vendetta. Uh, Keen, this is tough for Jack and Molly to answer. Do you think that gun is going to go off and for follow up, who do you think that bullet is going into? All right. <clears throat> so I honestly think that it should go off because I don't want you teasing me, showing it, and then it not be and plus, like I said, with the um with the ongoing story of like lawyers being killed, the fact that like she like, all right, I wish someone would. Like I got my piece with me. So um now as far as like who is gonna eat that bullet, um it'd be wild if it ended up being like a weird accident. Uh but then again, I think but now now I don't know, I don't know the good verse well enough to try to think back to any possible pissed off former client to come mm-hmm. back. A few of you probably already like, oh, there's this person, there's that person, there's this person. So I'm not 100% sure of who, but the way that the way lawyers are and work real life or even even more so on television, there's definitely somebody, there's people lined up thinking about it. So, yeah, I think it will go off. I hope it does uh, because it'll be a good payoff. Yeah, I think it's definitely going off. Uh, as to who gets it, I'm not sure. Um, it's, But I do Mr. think it's probably Burns. going to be an act. And yeah, it's, yeah, Mr. Burns. Uh, it's going to be an accident. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Diane shoots herself somehow. Um, I don't know. But also, I, I'd kind of be surprised because she's been around Kurt and she's fired weapons and mm-hmm. she knows a little bit more than the average person just maybe gets. Yeah, she's been on, she's been on hunting trips with Oliver Platt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She goes to put it in her purse and whoop, 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 like a bar of soap. <laughs> uh, good uh okay let me see if there's anything else here uh they did end up getting swoboda on board there was that other lawyer tim shefflin uh mm-hmm. who i don't remember uh but he is apparently somebody who has um is 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 in liz's past um said he's basically a shithead but a good lawyer god uh, he was I'm kind forgetting of- his name it's bothering me i know that man is on ozark <laughs> <laughs> As the same character or mm-hmm. same guy talking about the exact same stuff. <laughs> Jack, is this the Ozark that doesn't exist as a real show? The Ozark that I, I, <laughs> I for a very long time proclaimed my belief that Ozark did not exist. And then I did watch the first two seasons. And frankly, I'm still not convinced. <laughs> I retained none of that show, except that I know that this man was in it. <laughs> And his name is Tom uh, Pelfrey. There we go. Tom Pelfrey. All right, Tom Pelfrey. Let's see if we see you again uh, in this show, <laughs> not TV's Ozark or Netflix's Ozark. Uh, Jason Bateman's Ozark. Thank you very Jason. much. 
That's true. All right. Uh, then let's move on to Diane and Liz. We talked a little bit about uh, their interactions, but more broadly, uh, how do you feel about these two uh, as actress, actors on, uh, but also as characters interacting on this show? Because it's pretty great. Yeah. Um, Not to spoil your answers for you, but <laughs> yeah, I feel great. pretty. I feel pretty phenomenal about both. Um, mm-hmm. I do find myself very much like geeking out at Christine Bransky and Audrey McDonald being together, and it's mm-hmm. like very much that like fangirly of which I don't think I have very much with any <laughs> other show. But I'm like, I wonder what it's like. I wonder what they talk about. <laughs> I definitely have those moments, but um, uh, I I think it's so. F- fun watching their characters interact and i was gutted when i saw um liz go in and talk to adrian and sort of act like diane is leaving and stuff mm-hmm. i'm like oh i really i really thought they were just gonna be <laughs> they were gonna be good friends be buds. they're just gonna be the, staring the up buds. shit why can't yeah. we be friends yeah. <laughs> what is what is the deal there i so I, I I had that question the first time I watched it, and I had it again this time. It's it's the one thing in this episode that I'm like, what's going on there? Because I'm trying to find where it, in the text that's supported. And I think the only thing I can get is that she is sort of playing both Diane and Adrian to make sure that she kind of has, pre- like that both of them will go to her before they go to each other. And with Diane, that's building a relationship. And with Adrian, that's like sowing or or planting seeds of distrust. Mm. Right. Mm. See that? Yeah. So quick, quick question. Um, I think, I think they might have like hinted at it in the, in the first episode, but her and Adrian were married, right? Or am I just imagining that? They were together for sure. Okay. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they said something about like, oh yeah, you did something with the with the wall over there. Yeah, uh, we got rid of it. That was my favorite thing. I know. And I was like, Oof, all right, that was that was rough. <laughs> um, but um, I, I'm sorry for being uh, the dumb uh, geeky jock. But I knew I recognized Liz's face. And please don't tell me that she's another Broadway like superstar. Very much yeah. so. She, she <laughs> is almost the Broadway, so. yes. <laughs> the Broadway superstar, uh, if you will. Uh, God, yeah. I feel dumb. Okay, I'm sorry. I just <laughs> I paid attention to Dunks and Sneakers and and Marvel. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think uh, it was cool to see the fact that they both looked up um, and looked at each other. It was almost like um, I got. Not as excited as Molly, uh, but kind of excited. Like, oh, cool, a new tag team, a new like mm-hmm. side mm-hmm. team to the to the full family. Um, mm-hmm. And then when she dropped that, that's the part that kind of like, because I don't, I didn't, I didn't think her and I still don't think her and Adrian are on the same page or like cohesive yet. So the fact that she did that, it makes more sense as far as like. Um, trying to turn those two together and maybe and how obvious is it that Colstad left because of that and now she's trying to break that up like it's i don't know i didn't i didn't think their 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 like relationship was like so obvious to other people i thought they were just like cool friends i don't know yeah i'm very interested by jack's 
theory of of it yeah be her just wanting to be the one they go to and like thinking on that that what she says to adrian is the perfect thing because she's not putting diane in a situation where she can't succeed she's making it about this like kill all lawyers thing and she's just you know thinking about retiring and just Mm -hmm. maybe a little nervous it's not like she's like oh diane is looking to cross us in any way and I, i don't know it's just very tactful and done in a way that would make sense where it's like oh okay yeah you need me for the secret but you can still work with diane in the meantime there's no issue with that but mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah that's interesting and i think I, I like that you mentioned you brought up uh colstead again because i think barbara works as a foil to liz in a way that i didn't realize which is that when diane sort of comes into the firm in season one she very much treats the law the same way that Adrian does, which creates part of this like misbalance that eventually pushes Barbara to leave. And then Liz comes in and is very much the same way. Uh, Like she's playing the exact same game that Adrian is. She's playing the same game Diane is. And I think from here on out, we're going to see what happens to this firm when like, that balanced approach of having, you know, very level-headed and methodical and sort of interested in maintaining what was built approach that Barbara had contrasted with the three lawyers we know now who are just gung-ho, you know, all offense, you know, reaching for the sky, not going to stop till they get there type of vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, any, in any case, I don't like it. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't like uh, the the. It, it has a very backstabby kind of kind of feel to it, as far as um, you know, dropping that on on Adrian. But I can also see that just trying to kind of play play both sides a little bit and make herself the uh, the go to, like you were saying, Jack. So don't so don't like it because you just come from them reminiscing about Will Gardner. Uh, and having drinks and then having a little heart to heart. And then it's just like, mm-hmm. just trying to cut out, you know? Um, I don't know. Yeah. But it was the same thing with Will. I feel like every half season, those two were like, I'm going to steal the firm from you. This is my firm. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. Um, we also saw that they're expanding uh, throughout mm-hmm. uh, the building. Uh, at least I think moved downstairs. Luca moved downstairs. Uh, so on the top floor, I guess you only have, Liz or that were their their main floor. Liz, Diane, and Adrian as the big big offices. I think that seemed like. Then, then who who has the office with the near the bathroom? Where uh, Luca's old office, where the door always slammed. <laughs> That's not the smoking room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Quick question too. I'm not sure if if I'm seeing it wrong, but like to me, it was that one shot in the second episode when they were like walking down the steps. And it's like. When the Julius, I think, was uh, showing Maya, like saying, like, it's still a hot desk, kind of keep your laptop with you. That mm-hmm. looked like almost ex- identical to the pit that, not the, well, yeah, the pit that they used <laughs> in the only episode of The Good Wife I've seen, uh, the first episode. <laughs> um, even the even the, the office is kind of the same way where it's like kind of a door, but not really, but it's just the glass right there. So I don't know. I thought they kind of reused the same, I mean, if they did, smart on them, but reused mm-hmm. the same set from uh maybe the good the good wife um first season i also it's possible yeah i also would love a 
callback to because Alicia's first day where she so, shows up on the, the wrong floor. Mm-hmm. Right. They have a lot of fun with the upstairs, downstairs, you know, <laughs> get that in there. And I, I think something that this show's doing uh, that the Godot didn't really do is that we really do kind of have a split upstairs, downstairs focus. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I guess in the good way, if they're Alicia and Carrie were on different tiers, uh, but it feels like, you know, like Luca and Jay and Maya are, are so much more a part of the like downstairs aspect mm-hmm. of the firm. Yeah. And I think that opens some really fun storytelling opportunities. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on to the case. The case being uh, the trial of Maya Rindell. Uh, so what stuck out from the trial overall? Any moments, people, uh, good, bad, ugly? Probably, <laughs> probably the fact that Amy finally showed up in episode, and <laughs> I'm very sad Tia isn't here for this. <laughs> and she needed a subpoena to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think that was, and I know I. But isn't 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 she a lawyer as well? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so like, um, just the whole the whole like bringing in the 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 loved ones kind of. Bringing in the 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 girl the, the girlfriend wait there's a girl I don't know I'm sorry I'm all over the place but the fact that they used her to try to get to Maya um, is uh, really cheap ploy and the fact that she kind of went right with it <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah she didn't say anything but she nodded and Maya's like hold the fuck up I did not nod scribbles <laughs> <laughs> so, over Luca uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> <laughs> oh and is that even good etiquette the fact that they were on the phone like she was texting back and forth. Because if it was that other judge, her uh, her phone would be like in the wastebasket at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's this? Is this uh, Maya? Yeah, because I think they had Judge Abernathy, and he was like, "Oh yeah, was Abernathy a, was a bit back. more chilled, mm-hmm. a little more chilled compared to last time." But uh, yeah. that that reveal before we learned that Abernathy is the judge when Luca is talking about how uh, much of a shame it was that. Uh, Reddick was fired by the Trump administration and it cuts <laughs> yeah. right to him. Just mm-hmm. so good. And just such trust in this audience. <laughs> like, Oh, we know that this is all you need. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Mm. Uh, always love judge Abernathy and we get him back pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially since there are only, there are half the number of more than half or less than half, fewer than half. <laughs> there aren't as many episodes in the seasons of the good wife. <laughs> Or the good fight, mm-hmm. as there are in the good wife, is what I'm getting at. So they don't have as many episodes to just kind of recycle judges in this way. Uh, but it seems that Judge Abernathy will be called for those types of reasons, for that kind of storytelling, how he can play a part uh, in the goings on because of where we know he lies with different things. It's interesting to me. Uh, other thoughts throughout the uh, trial? That moment that moment where his watch notification goes off and he's just, uh, is so, oh, pulled me right mm-hmm. back into 2017. Those, yeah. those early uh, Trump years. Yeah. Ugh. So good. I, I really loved the, the twist, twist and turns uh, mm-hmm. of, of this one, because like we already mentioned that like you writing you moment is so, so good 
when <laughs> I just love the reveal of it oh, too, yeah. where it's like the surprise witness was called and like, no. <laughs> 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 no. Uh, um, to then the reveal of Lenore coming in and and not even needing to see the meeting that her and mm-hmm. and Diane had, but you know, uh, it's just I like that move. so it's so well done. It's yeah, yeah. efficient the, uh, to use like more backward <laughs> in the texting that I did as I watched these episodes with Molly. Um, one of the texts was Amy, how dare you? Uh, and that was when I, I thought she was a surprise witness. And right after I was like, oh shit, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> like two minutes I, later. I think it's so telling that I think rewatching this show so intentionally for this podcast is making me pick up on new things. Like the fact that we have to watch Maya have the, th- I think the three most important women in her life testify against her. Mm. And you know, uh, uh, Diane sort of, you know, is very level-headed, is honest, but not to any point of incriminating Maya. Amy is willing to not throw Maya under the bus, but certainly won't, you know, won't pull her out uh, or, you know, won't get out of the way so that Maya can step away from being in front of the bus, if you'll allow that metaphor. Uh, And seeing her mother, who she's been so rocky with, make what might be a huge sacrifice, I, I think is a going to be a very big moment for Maya. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I will say the, the moment with the Diane testimony where they sort of get it tossed out using the, uh, whatchamacallit, wow, I'm struggling with words, the Judge Abernathy's nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, the Carey Foundation. Yes. Thank you. Wow. Um, I did find it really interesting how cocky my uh, Luca was about them just getting lucky. I'm like, we just <laughs> talked about how Liz is working for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> how that just like just get gets like accepted um, mm-hmm. is very very funny to me. I mean, it's also Abernathy. He was just like, sure, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll deal. Yeah, I don't think this would have worked with any other judge. No. Yeah, it was like uh, cocky, but also like so coy, like, we just lucked out. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, so I imagine uh, going into a trial like this, you've got to have like, a li- like an A, B, C, D plan all the way through like half the alphabet expecting that those are going to get objected. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it was probably something that she had planned and was expecting it to get tossed out and mm-hmm. was just very happy yeah. to find out it didn't. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was that old teacher of Maya's uh, that was testifying oh. who got kind of tossed around pretty pretty quickly. Uh, when Luca was questioning her about other forms of mm-hmm. payment, and she was like, "Well, there is the joy I get from bringing knowledge in it, whatever the hell she was, was saying." She, was she <laughs> a high school teacher or a college professor? Because that's a high school teacher. God dang! I mean, rich people go to some wild high schools, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Good feeling. Sure. What about the free Botox, free season tickets <laughs> to, to, to the symphony, the apartment in London? Um, yeah, uh, but my favorite moment there is this exchange, which I'm about to play 
after Luca destroys her on the stand uh, and says that she was doing these things for those extras and that the people felt pressured to do these things for her. That's not true. And I'm deeply offended by the implication. I don't think I'm implying anything, ma'am. I'm asking questions. And now I'm done. Do I get to defend myself? No. That's not how this works. She gets to defend herself. You are excused, (laughs) ma'am. And he snatches the the box of tissues from her. Disgusted. Yeah. (laughs) Tissues. Oh, I Leave love him. Courtroom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was so good. Love that. It's one of maybe one of my favorites of this season, of this, of these two seasons that we've watched so far is just that interaction, especially that snatching of the tissues at the end. Again, like the Seinfeld uh, Soup Nazi episode when she takes George's money back, um, mm-hmm. takes, takes the soup back and hands him. Hands so quick. It's like, it's scary how fast it, it went. No soup for you. <laughs> so quick. Um, can I say something real quick? The um, yes. we were talking about how I feel really dumb for not knowing that she's like the Broadway star. Anyway, um, <laughs> we were talking. Don't, about, if you don't you, go to Broadway shows, make it seem like it's so obvious. And I'm like, uh, she looks familiar. I don't know. No, um, but I was gonna say probably from the Tonys. Yeah, <laughs> that's why she's so familiar. It might be hard to many, see her behind Tonys her she's six been nominated for. That she, yeah. <laughs> that's the only time. I know anything about Tony besides Danza. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I, I'm i not sure if there was a lot of them in season one, but I really like them showing how different relationships are growing. Like um, in the first episode, that's that, that scene with Diane talking to, um, I forgot her name, like like Riddick uh, or like uh, Bozeman, um, her assistant talking to her on the steps yeah marissa talking to marissa on the steps um it just showed like a different kind of side so i'm enjoying seeing like the characters kind of like have more of that more to like grow more to like spread a little bit and seeing different relationships like deepen and get more like fulfilling and rich sorry it just it just popped up sure yeah uh speaking of marissa i loved that interaction with rosalie's sister at the party mm-hmm. um i think it just shows off her chops as somebody who who has more than a eureka moment for sure mm-hmm. uh and then just ending with that who are you i'm marissa <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> oh finish cupcake <laughs> yeah Throw away the paper. i don't even i don't even think she she has the i'm in there i think she says who are you marissa yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. So good. Uh yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was her at the, the bouncy house. Uh and when she when she's like, which one's yours? Oh, uh the one in the back there. Hey, Timmy, don't push. And all like every kid turns around like, what? Yeah, and one little girl in the front who just like gives her the dirtiest look and just like <laughs> Uh, so yeah, great. she came through. But she came through big time, finding mm-hmm. finding the sister, and then passing the info, and then not being so over um, over not overpowering, uh, so pushy uh, mm-hmm. with things and scary with things that she didn't just be like, "I'm gonna call the police if you don't leave," kind of kind of things, which anybody else might, uh, depending on how that person was presenting themselves. But Marissa kind of dealt dealt with it and just like, 
we're, it's just, you know, we're worried, you know, this or that, the other thing, and you can help. Um, mm-hmm. Just give her, give her this information. Or call this, call this burner cell phone. Uh, <laughs> so they just got a pile of them now because they had to use another burner for uh, Henry's call. I think this was a great indicator of what kind of is Maya's superpower that does, I think, complement uh, working with Jay and not sort of pushes him off his track is that she has proven she can blend in with any white person in the world. <laughs> like if you're a white person, it doesn't matter if you're at a birthday party, if you're going back to the good wife in working in a coffee shop, trying to talk about the Turner diaries, if you're some weird internet troll, <laughs> She is like the white speaker. Uh, and I do think that is something that uh, as great, as good an investigator Jay is, that is a way that she can support him uh, in investigations without this sort of like, you know, gunning for the same job mentality that has been expressed a couple times earlier in the show. Uh, the uh, the white whisperer, you might say. <laughs> Any others? I mean, I mean the big, the big ending. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which was uh, they got him. <laughs> they got him. <laughs> they got him. Hit the big we got him button. Uh, oh yeah. So they he does call, and they are they reveal that the call is being traced, which um, mm-hmm. kind of saw coming, especially with how much she was stretching and just like oh yeah i did say that kind of oh mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh um hey remember this time uh yeah so colin is there they're re- they're recording slash tracking the uh, phone call and even while the phone is still on the italian um police just i think it was italian were, were they in italy at that mm-hmm. point yeah uh storm and he, at one point he says maya call a consulate they're getting me, you know. Like, no, dude. She just said exactly what you can do to help, and you said fuck off. So, not Maya. Call the consulate. I take it all back. <laughs> no, fuck off, dude. Am He's I the worst? Am I, am I the only one that saw Colin like on like the the, the like um, like kind of like looking like he was like leading the charge and like <laughs> thought to themselves. Why is that dork standing there? Why is he there? Like, I, I know he's like he was presenting the case. But I'm like, I need, I need like a like a like a grizzled vet and like with his with the with the button up shirt like rolled up to the sleeve because he's so tired, loose tie, just like, come on, just uh, just another another thirty seconds, we got him, Even like the, something uh, like that. Stretch, you know. Stretch. And those, they, <laughs> they they've had like two thirds of the cast of The Wire on this show already. <laughs> They've got the Rolodex for people who yeah. have the experience acting like they're listening but to no, a wire. They got the guy that got missing in, in the, the hangover to look like the big boss. <laughs> Get out of here. He was on they, a roof. They got the guy who needed Zach Galifianakis <laughs> to come save the day. Yeah, who got missing. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, that is, that's the end of that story. I mean, at least as far as the trial goes right now, I mean, we might we might see more of that. Jack Molly, you know things. Keep it straight, face. Um, <laughs> but based on how they're moving with this show, I would not be surprised if we don't really deal with that story again at all. 
Well, I think we're going to deal with the emotional fallout. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, oh, they, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ma- yeah. Maya's been through this whole deeply Shakespearean ordeal. Uh, yeah. This is absolutely going to, I think it'd be t- terrible writing if this didn't have an impact on her moving forward. Yeah, I don't mean that we're not going to have fallout from what happened so much as we're, we're mm-hmm. done with the trial. Uh, we may not oh, yeah, see yeah, yeah. we may not see Henry again, um, if in possibly within this season. But yeah, there's definitely going to be some uh, impact. Keen? Um, I I like the move uh, just because not it's weird. Like I don't how can I say this? Not to like say that I was bored with it, but like throughout the first season, yeah, it was it was a cool it was a cool thing. Um, the ending really got you. But after a while, I was just like, all right, look, she's you're not going to put her in prison. And like you mm-hmm. didn't even show her when she was. I think she said she was in there for like two, three weeks or whatever. Two weeks. Two weeks. And that, and they're like, they were like, yo, she did two weeks. She can't go back. She It will break <laughs> her. Um, So like you, you kind of knew it wasn't going to happen, even though part of you kind of want to see it. So I was I was glad that they were like, all right, uh, how long you want to spend on this? One episode? Cool. Cool. We're mm-hmm. uh, back on the back on the regular track. Yeah, it was so fast. The, we mm-hmm. we just did the season finale where it ends with uh, she may go to jail, and then this second episode of season two. Uh, I mean, we mentioned a couple times already, but just thinking about the how fast they move through shit, and you feel satisfied at the same time. It's not like they're moving mm-hmm. so quickly. You, know, you don't get to digest your food. No, you you get a full meal. You just ate it really fast, you know. It's <laughs> especially uh, compared to like good. so much television today, which is glacially paced. Mm-hmm. You know, so many, so much television right now is like structured by the, you know, with the whole ten-hour movie type of thing in mind. Ooh. And this is, I don't. It doesn't matter if you're getting it through all access or if you're Paramount Plus. This is a TV show through and through. Mm-hmm. Dude, the pacing when it comes to like the, one of the only like quote unquote network shows I, I still watch is like The Flash. And every mm-hmm. single season, it's a huge fucking like main big story. And it takes like all they they make sure it takes all 26 <laughs> fucking episodes for it to like go through the whole thing. And oh, it's like, come on. All right. Yeah, that's the villain. Let's get to it. So the fact that they mm-hmm. were like, done, done, done. Cool. What's new? Let's uh, get some new stuff in mm-hmm. here. So, yeah, really enjoy that. Um, one of the major criticisms of game of thrones season eight uh and season seven and some of season six uh was the how quickly they moved through things and you had no mm-hmm. real time to digest what happened and things weren't addressed there was no fallout like the, it was just that moving from one set piece kind of thing to the mm-hmm. next i would want to see the kings do a recut season eight of game of thrones because i'm convinced they could take <laughs> the existing footage and tell a better story. They can do it. Mm. They're listening. Yeah. As we know. They're listening. Uh, so They're big is, fans. <laughs> that is my they, I mean, hey, I, I don't know anything about the legal system. So every precedent or pre-existing case or law they mention is essentially a spell. In my book. <laughs> so this is, in a way, a fantasy series to me. <laughs> and so it's the best fantasy world building television has ever had. Uh, speaking of fantasy, um, the relationship between uh, Amy and Maya is seems to be that. Um, it doesn't really exist. Uh, so 
we had that one scene showing after uh, Amy had had testified, uh, where Amy is like, "Well, you know, what can we? What? How do we fix it? What's going on?" Um, and she's just basically giving her the the cold shoulder throughout the throughout that whole interaction. Does the whole turns off the the light, lays down for bed, and Maya's just not having any anything to do with her. So, Keen. Are they broken up? Are they living in separate places next episode? I love how, like, even just saying that much, like, in a normal TV show, I would think, like, you think by the end of the season, you know, they are now <laughs> fully broken up. It's like, the next, you think that they, that she's in a new relationship. <laughs> I'll I, I tell you this much. If it was the Flash, who went back in time, they would, they would argue three or four more goddamn episodes. That's for damn sure. Um, but I think by next episode, if Maya isn't already out, of like the entire apartment she's at least sleeping on like the couch or the guest room or something like that um because like everything is like good now the fact that like, they they caught uh they caught henry but yeah she was like no nah, i did not like why are you lying i did not so yeah that's definitely like if not officially kaputsky uh definitely on its on its way one small uh detail that bathroom door must have been propped open for lighting purposes or something because Maya kept trying to like close it. It just didn't really move, uh, <laughs> which was as an, as a person that's trying to make a point with punctuating a point with a, a slam door. Kind of annoying. Um, that's tough. When you go back. Yeah. <laughs> each time she uh, went to do it, it just hardly moved at all. Uh, <laughs> any other thoughts on the episode overall? Anything you think uh, we kind of, I, 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 have a, I have a question for the panel. Uh, do do what do we think was added to the narrative by making the person that Henry's traveling with be someone who Maya used to be and may continue to be super horny for? <laughs> um, I think it was an excuse to show boobs on uh, on a, a higher platform. Because mm. um, I think. <laughs> I think kind of like what what uh what Mike just said really about like give you some of that all access <laughs> exactly uh, the different cut like I can imagine it being on TV they might have gave you like a bit from the side like just the tiniest bit that, that they could uh, allowed uh, tiniest bit allowed um, mm. but I think that was made just because um, throughout the entire first season they were hinting or not hinting they were basically saying Bernadette Bernadette Peters uh, was with Uncle Jacks the whole time. And it kind of made it, you kind of were looking, we're looking at Henry kind of like, all right, well, maybe he's not that bad. And they're like, no, nope, no, mm-hmm. he's a piece of shit the whole time. Like he was, he was jealous because in, in that little flashback, he was jealous that the, the woman he was banging was kind of into his daughter, which is more Shakespearean type shit. So yeah, um, that was definitely there to drive home the point. Like he's a piece of shit. Do not feel bad about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm no go ahead, Mom. Oh, I, I think it's just to show that. Listen, we know that it never looked like Maya was attracted to Amy, so here's her being attracted <laughs> to somebody. Let me assure you, this woman is a lesbian. Uh. <laughs> I know we can't, we can't 
take her to uh, a, a, a Lucy Dacus or a Katie Lang concert or anything. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best we got. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I don't know what it, if it adds anything other than, yeah, just, just showing exactly that, that she's, Amy wasn't the first. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I she has a history of. of I, I do like Kane's mention women. that it, it does add a little like Shakespearean knife twist to the. Yeah, thing. yeah, I and do probably pushes her to make that betrayal a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what I uh, I get from it on a more serious note is like, obviously, obviously her dad sleeping with her, um, just always feels like a betrayal even though obviously henry didn't know that maya was attracted to her or anything like that but it does add that Mm -hmm. extra bit of passion behind it um yeah i don't know also i think for me it was just like okay yeah i could understand you actually remembering what that tennis person like really looked like and being able to recognize them in that photo and recognizing their voice and things like that like I was like, of course you would remember that more if you had that attraction. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I did enjoy the phone call between the two because at first Maya was a little flustered, like, "Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know." And mm-hmm. then she's like, mm-hmm. "Cut the shit." Yeah. <laughs> 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 Let's get down the brass tacks. Where's my dad? Yeah. Um, uh, we have Tia's notes uh, since Tia was not able to be here tonight. She mm-hmm. did send over her notes, uh, but we'll read those before we get to our winners and losers. Uh, so tease notes, uh, overall impression, solid episode, lots of surprises that gun y'all, uh, it's still, <laughs> it's still chilling in Diane's drawer. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, Colin has a love interest kinda, uh, that is one of Tia's locks that Colin will have another love interest. So this is oh, this is yeah. where Tia will have to argue her case because right now I'm saying uh-uh. <laughs> I don't see that at all. No. <laughs> that just Luca being jealous. That's all that. Is. <laughs> uh, and Amy, more like blamey. Uh, and Henry, Henry got got lol. Uh, so I will read. Um, we'll kick off winners with uh, Tia's, and then we'll go from there. Uh, Tia's winner is Liz Reddick. She brought all the tea. She's slick, and I love that she's got Diane's back. Thank goodness for that dusty table where she was able to write that secret message. See? Slick. Um, I don't know if Tia finished the episode. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe she sent these over before the episode ended. Uh, winner, Molly. Oh, um, I, re- I was thinking Liz for me too, but... Um, secondary secondary i'll go i'll i'll go with um marissa even Mm -hmm. though it's a small role she finds henry vendell essentially i'm i mean i think that's a big a big get huge big huge yeah Uh, for sure king um i think i'm gonna go with uh luca uh because um, there's an there's an NBA player named Luka Doncic, and whenever he does something crazy, they call it Luka Magic. And the way she carried herself throughout the entire like case, that's Luka Magic. That's yeah. her being like quick, like not taking no shit from nobody, 
being like, oh, but judge, da, 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 da. and then just like as soon as like the judge is paying attention, turns around, just, oh, like just just a dragon towards the other person, towards the uh, prosecutor. So yeah, uh, definitely Luca. Jack. Uh, as much as I hate to say it, I gotta give it to Colin. Uh, you know, he gets what he's wanted. I'm sure this is gonna look great to his superiors. Uh, as much as he doesn't want this job. Uh, at the end of last season, he does get Henry Rendell, uh, mm-hmm. and he gets to, you know, possibly be making Luca a little jealous, which has to be great for him. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he's stopped loudly <laughs> talking about <laughs> sex in the courthouse. I was waiting for this. <laughs> for now. For, for now. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. For now. Uh, yeah, I guess a uh, quick side, uh, a quick mini lock for the rest of the season is that it will happen again. It will. Uh, my winner is uh, Maya. Maya uh, had that thought for finding Henry uh, after Luca was like, you know what? Let me just call up Colin, see if we can get the plea down. Plea down. Um, and she's like, you know what? Hang on a sec. I got an idea. And she goes up, talks to Marissa, who, um, as Molly has already pointed out, uh, also uh, Juan for the reasons of, of getting getting Henry. And the main reason there is to get Maya freed, uh, or at least get the get the cops off her feds off her back. Uh, so yeah, my my winner is Maya. Um, and she'll probably be free of Amy by next episode. And she can find herself a, a real relationship. Uh, let's go to the losers. I'll start with Tia. Tia's loser is Amy Nuff said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go, Jack. Uh, for losers at this episode, I, I think uh, Adrian, because granted, mm. he's not in this much, but when he is, he he might be getting played by his ex of all people. And usually, Adrian's the guy who's in control. He knows who in the room is thinking what. He is not one to be taken by surprise, but. Yeah. Liz might be able to get under his skin. Yeah. And she's already started. Good the one. only um, counter argument I have is how fun his little, uh, little finger <laughs> <laughs> dance was. That is very good. <laughs> Great. Keen. Even though I just, I just have to get this off my chest. Um, my loser is Starkey. Uh, even though she wasn't in this episode mm. at all. Yeah. I've had to bring that back from episode one. Uh, because how much of a fucking loser do you have to be to chase someone at a funeral to sit in someone's like even if you're not even religious to do all that to sit in a hard wooden pew and then to try to trick them and then you got duped with the same trick anyway yeah uh starkey and the fact that she thought that was gonna work i know she wasn't episode two at all i just wanted to put that out put out that put that mm, sorry put that out there that's all i wanted to do uh no that's good I, yeah, I don't think it matters. Uh, loser doesn't have to be in the episode. I think that uh, I would I would like to see Starkey again. Such a great character. I think um, she'll be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I hope so. Because uh, I really want her to bring back that running someone through this, that, and the other thing. And then go, okay, well, here's the thing. None of that happened. <laughs> <laughs> More of that, please. Uh, Molly, loser. Uh, uh, Rosalie? Probably. She was like, I just got grabbed a million bucks. I'm in Italy. Mm-hmm. I'm all set. 
Men. She's probably running around like uh, uh, what's his face's wife in Goodfellas, flushing a bunch of shit down the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Lorraine Bracco. <laughs> yeah. They were gonna find it, Henry. They were not gonna find it, Ren. <laughs> you know, everything's going great until some teenager who always stared at you a little too long is trying to get you on the burner phone. <laughs> uh, that old tale. Uh, mm-hmm. My loser is Henry. Uh, not because yeah, for, for obvious reasons, I don't feel bad for him. He's a piece Mm -hmm. of shit and he lost big time and I'm happy to see it. Um, and also that bathroom door. (laughs) Door's got to slam. Door's got to slam when you're angry. Uh, all right. That is it. Uh, before we say goodbye, I want to let everybody know that this podcast and the others that we do are part of the Crossroads Comedy Theater uh, podcasts. Uh, you can check out Keen on O Snap and MCU podcast uh, as well. Uh, me on almost all of them at this point. Although there is another podcast coming out also with Keen, uh, and it is a pro wrestling podcast called Locking Up, which will be making its debut probably later later this week. Locking Up, a black pro wrestling podcast with King Cobb, Marcelie Jean Pierre, and James Knight. Uh, it's going to be super fun. Check it out when it's up. Uh, and also the shows that we do. Uh, Study Hall Comedy Inspired by Lectures will be back on May 22nd along with some other shows. Uh, so check out xroadscomedy.com. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Keen. Thank you, Molly. And thank you all for listening. Bye. <laughs>